I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. So as I mentioned on our last episode, we have the LA Tech Week Community Builders Panel. And unfortunately, our SD card glitched out. No, it was corrupt. And we had to use the backup to the backup to save the audio so that we could share this absolutely inspiring conversation with you. In the last episode, you heard a mini fireside chat with some of the most amazing women in tech. And on this episode, you're gonna be listening to panelists focused on the creator economy, building community in Los Angeles. And then the next episode will be community builders in fundraising and indie creating community in LA Tech. Enjoy the episode. So next up for our panel, I would like to bring up Rhett, Kristen, Zach, Tyler, and Aiden. Without community, we all feel so alone. It's actually proven that we don't even live as long if we don't feel connected to one another. So it's like people like Zach. Tyler is single-handedly brought millions of people together through a newsletter. So I'm really excited to get into it. Why don't we start with Zach? Thank you. First of all, so kind of you. It's great to be here, and thank you guys all for showing up and being in this warmth, uh, talking about community, which is, which is great and very important. My name is Zach. I'm Canadian. I'm from Toronto, Canada. I've been in LA for about four years now. I used to work at Shopify and then moved out here to uh, join four of my closest friends and manage them. And they were just YouTubers trying to build a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. And so that's what brought me out here. I've been a digital manager in the content creator space for about four or five years and started Creator Now to build film school for the next generation of content creators. And we do that through gamification and community in order to keep people accountable to the action they need to take. Hey everyone, my name is Kristen Nino-Guzman and I have been in LA for around two years now, but I've been working with Creator since 2015. So I left TikTok in January to launch my company, Clara, for creators, which is like a glass door equivalent for content creators so they can understand and have uh, more insight into like pay transparency and hopefully become full-time content creators. Uh, launch House, it uh, is a founder house, hacker house, startup accelerator cross between YC, Soho House, however you want to describe it. Um, we came to LA in 2021, January 2021, moved into Paris Hilton's former mansion in the Beverly Hills, uh, hosted creators and founders there, and have been doing it basically every single month. 25 new founders move into the house every single month. We opened up in, in New York City, we're opening up in San Francisco soon, so shh. Uh, and, and we're moving to the Palisades now, actually, to be closer to the startups. And yeah, we have 600 founders in, in our community now. We have a venture fund to invest in them called House Capital. That's awesome. And Tyler, the man responsible for millions of email subscribers. My name is Tyler. I'm a co-founder and CEO of Beehive, which is an all-in-one product studio for newsletters. I was previously the second employee at Morning Brew, if you're familiar. Uh, so 
ran engineering and growth there for three and a half years leading up to the acquisition. Built this totally bespoke ecosystem of tech to help facilitate the ability for our team internally to scale and grow. Um, and then now kind of like open sourcing that for any content creator business. Launch House uses us for one of their newsletters. We have individual content creators. We have brands like Mad Happy using us for the mental health newsletter. So anyone who's looking to grow and scale and monetize their audience via email, uh, Beehive is the platform to do that on, and that's what I'm working on. Awesome. And I'll start with you, actually, Tyler. What does it mean when it comes to serving a community of millions? Like, what, do, what does that mean? Is that Does the word community and millions of digital relationships even make sense? Yeah, the thing that's interesting about email is it's very like two-way in the sense that it's just a reply way to hearing back from your audience. And so that's something we did at Moinger from day one is we had initially the writers and then eventually interns looking through every single email reply and getting back to them and learning from them. And we kind of had the mentality of understanding what was the value prop of Morning Brew, why were people signing up for the newsletter, and how can we continue to make it better? And we were fortunate to have an incredible team that was always kind of pushing the boundaries of whether reformatting things, trying new sections, finding ways to engage with your community differently. And then fast forward today, which I can't take credit for because I left two years ago, but they have like a candle brand, they have merch, they have a bunch of different products. It really starts with having that mentality of understanding who your audience is, what they can do for, and how you can best serve them. Uh, but yeah, it was three and a half million people when I left. It's a lot of people, and I think they did a great job. And you took that pain point to create Beehive. Tell us about that. Yeah, so traditionally, I feel like if you created content online, you would post it on like a WordPress site, copy and paste it in the MailChimp. If you wanted a referral program, there's a third-party software for that. If you wanted ads, there's a third-party tool for that. It's a very fragmented ecosystem. At Morning Room, we had a totally end-to-end -end solution built for our content team from content creation, growth, monetization. That was a well-oiled machine. It took four engineers four years to build that. Most content creators don't have the ability to even know where to start or hire someone to do that. And so we think that there's a real opportunity there to, be, to bring the uh, best-in-class tools where you could have 10,000 subscribers writing about politics or sports, plug them into an ecosystem like what we had at Morning Brew, and it just increases the chances of being successful. Um, so that's what we're building. And one more question, which isn't exactly about community, but it's about all of us, is you are one of the most focused, driven entrepreneurs ever. How do you stay motivated? Uh, it's a very loaded question. Um, he doesn't even leave his computer or room ever. As it reminds me, I, I mean, I'm like to go walk. I'm not the right person to talk about community. I sit in my room 14 hours a day um, and tell myself I'm going to go on my roof, and I usually don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm driven intrinsically for a lot of different reasons family, wanting to do more after Beehive, and just continue to give back and make a difference. So. I have a lot of intrinsic motivation right now, and I don't know how long that's gonna last, so I'm gonna give it everything I have while I have it. I think that's the more, most important thing in being both a founder and a community builder is our why. Why was Launch House launched? The real story is that we're sitting in the, in, in the middle of the pandemic trying to start companies on Zoom. And everybody remembers uh, summer 2020, kind of waiting, like, oh, the government was like, okay, another month. Another month. No, no, stay at home. It's fine. One more month. And we had this sensation that we're just kind of like waiting and disempowered 
to kind of take control and like make advances in our careers and stuff. And so one day, uh, my co-founder said, this is dumb, let's just get a house in Tulum, put a bunch of our friends there, try to build some companies in person, hang out in person, and see what happens. And so we basically uh, started a group chat, booked, the, booked this place in Tulum, we're feeling pretty cheeky, we were like, let's pretend this is a TikTok house, call it Launch House, make an Instagram account, like post some content, pretend it's a reality show. Uh, it blew up on Twitter and it kind of just, um, you know, we arrived in Tulum and it was an amazing experience. Best friends, great companies, right? People from that first cohort raised from Sequoia, A16Z, YC. They are also still best friends. Many of them still live together. And so then when you, you know, obviously many great things start with the dumbest ideas and this was the dumbest idea. Um, but there is some truth to it, which is the need to belong is the most fundamental human need. You know, when you're sitting at home alone in the middle of a pandemic, you do not belong anywhere. There's zero sense of belonging. And so in-person co-living is like the ultimate way to create a sense of belonging. It's basically when it started. What was the experience like for you both, Aiden and Kristen, being a part of the launch house? Uh, it, was, it was great. It was inspiring. Um, I got really lucky to even be able to go there. Um, I am an independent creator myself. I fought for that. Uh, I started as a startup founder. I didn't go to college. I did that. Um, I was homeless for points. I was still creating. I had a laptop. I worked at it. And the one thing that always showed up was community. And this AR community has helped me. I had a friend at Magic Leap who just happened to have a boat, and he helped me like get a roof over my head. That was fucking amazing. It's just a great community. And Longhouse was a transformative experience. I was in my apartment alone, um, working on things for that were trying to reach millions of people. And what I realized is I just needed to reach like ten really awesome people around me. And through that, I think I. Kind of figured it out. You, you basically showed me uh, community should start what product follows, not products should create community. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that now. How have you implemented that into AR House? Oh, yeah. Um, so, we keep all the costs out of creators uh, that we can. We get them scholarships to come. Most uh, creators have a like, hundred bucks uh, at any given time. Uh, we try to get them, we pay for flights, we do all that. And obviously, it's getting those amazing people who have no reason to be doing something, and they're still doing it anyways, together in one place, because that's where magic happens. Like, if you don't know what this experience is like, like go to Launch House, come to ARS, or if you fit the kind of metaverse creator thing. It's, it is a completely different experience to be around those other people, not just talking over Twitter. It's completely different. And, and then we invite like a thousand people in a month for all our events. So it's literally, we're just continually getting that crowd around us who is inspiring, keeps, keeps me motivated. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I was gonna say, my experience with Launch House was interesting because I, I didn't really know what to expect. I just built building my company on my own, like at my house. But um, joining was definitely the best decision. It was like, you instantly had a community of other people who had the same struggles or, or going through the same things. And it was really great because I think for first time founders especially, a lot of the VC world, there's so much unknowns. How do I create a pitch deck? And so I was around people that had already raised millions or already like, you know, had had sold their companies. So like that type of insight and being super close and becoming friends with those people, um, you know, they shared insights that I don't think I would have ever gotten like on, on a Zoom. Uh, so it was a really cool experience. And then I would just say on the cost, like Launch House is also really great about helping out like 
historically excluded groups so like you need a grant to kind of like come join the house so it's really awesome they have um really cool like grants around that so i think it's really cool to see like how accessible they've made just even launch house because i think going into it i was like oh is this going to be worth joining because there's cost involved but for me it like definitely transformed the way i thought about my company and um, really motivated me so and tell us about clara what Clara is, is creators can share anonymously uh, reviews on brands that they've worked with in the past. They can share how much they've been paid. And the idea is just to really help both sides understand how to better approach brand deals. I think a lot of companies might be bad at working with creators because they don't understand like the fundamentals. And so it's providing both sides with that. The way traditionally the process works is like you'll have a big brand like a Netflix reach out to you and they'll say, what's your rate for one TikTok or one YouTube video? And that's where issues come up because there's not really a central resource um, in the same way that a glass door or like levels exist for content creators. And they actually need it more because they're getting brand deals like once or, or twice a week sometimes. So for me, working with creators on TikTok, I saw that like a lot of them were, were charging, undercharging. So like one creator would get paid 20,000, one would get paid 3,000 for the same amount of followers. And Zach, you took me on one of the best hikes of my life with Creator Now, speaking of hikes earlier about um, how your community Creator Now is about being digital, except you do in-person stuff. So, I mean, I'm so in your world. Tell us about Creator Now. The digital part was just because I think we wanted to make the access to the educating around becoming a creator something that was accessible no matter where you live. Historically, if you wanted to break out in the entertainment industry, like you had to be in the city. And I think a lot of creators think that they need to live in LA in order to, for the dream of becoming a professional and full-time content creator to be realized, and we just don't think that that's true. So a lot of the things that we do are digital, because there's a lot of people that feel like I'm from small town USA, or you know, even abroad, that feel that there's no one around them that feels like becoming a content creator is a realistic career choice. And so, when I was a manager, a lot of smaller creators would come to me and often say, how do I do it? Like, how do I actually make this something I do full time? And the assumption for them internally was almost always, my next video has to like be the one that pops off and then everything else just kind of rolls from there. And our philosophy was quite different. It was that consistency was gonna get you to grow more than like searching for the next video to be the one that pops off and goes viral. And so we would tell everybody, just put your head down, create a plan, and then upload weekly consistent content, and we throw a large number out there, like for the next 25 weeks, and just do that and don't miss a week. And the other thing you should do is go find three to five friends that are also trying to become a full-time content creator, similar size and, and uh, level of experience that you have, and then just get them to roast your videos every single week, and just do that in this little small group chat. And if you do that, that will be the best thing that you can do to become a full-time creator, and it shouldn't take more than, you know, we throw out whatever number based on where the person was. And Creator Now just essentially tried to build that, where we bring creators together, um, we run digital camps that last six weeks, and you get points for posting weekly content. You get multiplier points for posting consistently. And then you're in a team that holds one another accountable so that if you miss a week, you have all these other people that are counting on you to not miss that week. Because if you're a content creator and you have 5,000 subscribers, no one will care if you miss a week. You don't have enough fans that are gonna give you crap for it in the comments, and none of your friends are gonna be like, yo, I didn't see a video from you this week. Like, what happened? Because it hasn't even become a thing that you do yet. So it's very easy to skip a week. And there's a lot of time that goes into these videos. So I think 
the accountability that community brings ends up becoming the thing that keeps you going during that chasm that like eventually becomes the momentum you need to become a full-time creator. And I think that's true for pretty much any career choice. And some of the experiences you've created offline, I mean, they're they're so special. Like having a craft at, at the height. How do you go about thinking about creating offline experiences that unify community? I think the lens, I, the first question I ask is like, what is everybody else doing and then how do we make it different? So I often think like, oh, you know, most people will throw an event where they say, hey, creators, come together to this one place and there'll be food and drinks and people have booths. And so we try to go like, okay, how do we just make that immediately different? We'll do a sunrise hike and we all find a platform with this crazy panorama view. And then like, what if we brought someone in there to teach something? Like, can everyone walk away having felt like I learned something today? It's like not even nine in the morning. So we bring in someone and they do like a connection workshop and we talk to different people that we know in the community to find that workshop post. Um, so I think it's always about like, what is everybody else doing and how do we make the experience from the first moment you hear it, be like, oh, that's not, it's not a normal community event. And I think being different, growing against the grain often leads to a more memorable experience for all those involved. How can people plug in to Creator Now? Uh, CreatorNow.com. Uh, we run cohorts, so our next one doesn't start until September. We're in the middle of one right now that focuses on production. Um, I would say it's, it's really only for you if you want to be a full-time creator. Um, so if that doesn't fit the bill, then I think if you want to learn more about this space, maybe be like go on our uh, website, join the newsletter for different events that we're doing. But we definitely want to be very niche and core to the community of people who want to do this as a full-time living. And the creator now has had so many amazing creators go from like nothing to Ellie, Ellie Marie.tv broke 100,000 subscribers. I think Tyler, Sam's um, boyfriend, broke 400,000 subscribers. When, how many does Tyler start with? Like 1,000? Oh, yeah, like 1,000. No, 22. Oh, no, 1,000. Yeah, very low. Um, Manuel, I think he's at like 40 or 50,000 subscribers. And this is all people going from nothing, building their communities on YouTube, thanks, and in support of Creator Now. It's absolutely inspiring. So, yeah. Yeah. How can people get uh, plugged into Clara? Um, oh, yeah. So we're Clara for Creators in the App Store or on Desktop. Um, we have a community of around 20,000 creators who have joined organically. Some of like, the world's biggest creators are on the app. If you're a brand and you work with creators, you can also sign up and see what creators are saying by brand. Yeah, if you want to connect with AR House, uh, we have an open application on our website, arhouse.la. You can apply to come live here uh, at the house. Uh, we look for people generally building the metaverse, but we also love wild cards. We just like people who are super creative and inspire others. And otherwise, we have uh, uh, events once or twice a week. They're, they're uh, usually open to the public. And you can uh, come by, and you'll see those on Twitter and Instagram. And you can come to our house, see it. We always have food and drinks, everything like that. And of course, awesome demos in the ARVR world. So you get to kind of see what's coming maybe in a couple months or a year from now. We have like spectacles and uh, uh, magic leaps and everything like that. So yeah, come check it out. Awesome. Brett, how can people plug into Launch House? Yeah, so launchhouse.com is our website. Application, you can apply to upcoming programs wherever. Big thing I'll say is that we have a newsletter called IRL LA where we 
Yeah. It's really good. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to uh, hear about any cool tech events, not even just Launch House events, any cool tech events in LA, uh, go to our website, uh, launchhouse.co, click on newsletters, click on IRL, it's really good. Awesome. And how do people plug into Beehive? Second that violence, it's a great newsletter. Um, Beehive, it's spelled incorrectly, it's B-E-E-H-I-I-V.com. Uh, but Beehive.com, free to sign up, no commitment, no credit card or anything. Um, and then oh, we're pretty active on Twitter as well, so spelling correctly on Twitter as well. But find us there, and I'm pretty active as well. You can go dank underscore tweets. Uh, yeah. And be sure to check out Tyler's We Are Like Tech podcast episode too. Really great um, coverage of the history of Beehive. Speaking of Beehive, I think one of the things that I don't know if it really hit home was Beehive exists because it empowers a whole referral system. So when you're a newsletter creator, you can, uh, you describe it because this is what you discovered at Morning Brew and I think it's the most important part of Beehive. Yeah, I don't want to take all the credit. We, in the early days of Morning Brew, we copied the skim a lot and they were kind of the first mover in the space and they've done an incredible job there. But we built a referral program at Morning Brew that was responsible for well over a million subscribers. Um, cost of acquisition, like pennies, like it was a huge success and definitely the leading driver of growth for us. And so that was actually part of the impetus of me building Beehive. A lot of people would reach out and respond to the emails asking what type of referral program tool we're using. And they were hoping it was some third party off the shelf tool we could recommend, but it was custom built, as with our content management system and everything else. So yeah, on Beehive, you can access the same referral program that Morning Brew has out of the box. Um, and we have some of our newsletters that have 20,000 plus subscribers from the referral program. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out Thank with you. the We Are LA Tech and BioScience LA, LA Tech Community Builders. You can find all the speakers, social profiles, and links in the show notes below. So do be sure to go to the show notes below. We will also be airing the second panel that we featured at the event with some of the most extraordinary community builders in Los Angeles. In the meanwhile, to connect and collaborate with awesome people in the LA Tech community, remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. I will see you in the next episode. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.